Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Melvin Gaines and this is for Sunday, August 21st, 2022. Uh, everyone is invited to our messages, of course, and uh, you're welcome to join us in Akron, Ohio at our church at 688 Diagonal Road in Akron, Ohio. Or join us online at akronalliance.org. That's akronalliance, all one word, dot O-R-G. And we appreciate you also finding us on our Facebook page, Akron Alliance Fellowship. Uh, and that's where you'll see all of our content. And once again, thanks again for being here. We appreciate you very much. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given to us to sit quietly now and hear you speak to us. We thank you for your presence today. We thank you for how the Spirit will speak to us now based upon not my words, but the words you want to convey. And we just give you praise and thanks, and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. During the month of August, for those of us who are in the know when it comes to football, there is competition in the air. Horse racing may be referred to as the sport of kings, but for me and many others, Football is the king of all sports. I'm sorry about that, baseball fans. That's just the way it is. The competition has already started for high school, college, and professional football teams all over the country. It's training camp time. And before an official game is played at any level, there are players who are competing for roster spots. You can't get on the field to play games unless you show up for practice and get into playing shape. Training camp and how well you compete means everything for the upcoming season. A lot of moving around, hitting, sweating, working out with weights and everything that goes into preparation, including study time of the playbook, the terminology and the different plays will determine whether or not you will succeed. Study time is especially necessary within the competition. The better you are in your study time and preparation is where you can gain a competitive advantage on the field. What you put into it is what you will get out of it. Does that sound familiar? A few weeks back, I had mentioned that there is a competition taking place for each of us during every waking moment. The competition that we are in is a lot more serious than that of training camp or even during the course of a game or the entire football season. What's at stake for you and me is the battle for our hearts and minds. And our children are also fully involved in this competition. It's a very serious matter. The competition that we're involved in is better described as an ongoing series of battles. These battles are the throes of spiritual warfare. Our only objective here is to win. In sports, you will often hear the saying that winning isn't everything. Well, this isn't about sports, and it's nothing to play around with. In our battle, when it comes to the final result, winning is everything. We are not to consider the alternative when it comes to the disposition of our souls. We must win or else. In order to win these battles, we must prepare. 
we must put in our study time. We must equip ourselves with the necessary tools to be ready to execute at a moment's notice, whether we're ready at that time or not. Teachers have a big time responsibility to get the people ready to go. The constant struggle that comes with spiritual warfare requires a mindset to keep it moving and pay it forward. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 11 through 15. And this will be in the New Living Translation. Now, we have a series of Bible verses we're going to cover today in context, more than just one verse or two, but sometimes a series of five or six. But I want you to see what the message is that's being conveyed here. And here's Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus. Verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 4. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Verse 15 Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. You see the responsibility here? As we learn the truth through teaching and instruction, it is only natural for you to share this truth with others. Those who know and understand the character of Jesus Christ will indeed pay this wisdom forward to others. This is a message that we all must take seriously. And even for the person who professes a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you know Jesus, you are to have a heart for Jesus as you move about. How are others to know the truth if everyone around them is quiet about it? Now let's go to Romans chapter 10, verses 12 through 15. Romans 10, verses 12 through 15. Romans 10, verses 12 through 15. Also in the New Living Translation. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. 
Amen. I made it a point in my previous message that our time in church and our personal Bible study must be time well spent. We have everything to gain as we stay rooted in God's word and when we challenge each other as we seek God's wisdom together as we go. Why do we all need to be in the word? It's quite simple. Just look outside your window. Paul, in his dialogue with Timothy, was all about making him aware of the world he was in, and we are in the same place. Take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy 3, and let's look at verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5. This is also in the New Living Translation. Now, as I go through this, just listen to the descriptives here. When I say look out the window, it, that's a, of course, that's a, a metaphor, but we're looking at the world that we live in today. Listen to this and see if it doesn't sound just like it. 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that tells the story. We're in the last days and we must use discernment as we go through the battle. Please turn to 2 Timothy 3. Let's drop down to verses 12 through 14. Same area, just drop down to 12 through 14. Verse 12, 2 Timothy 3. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Amen. You must remain faithful. You must stand firm in the word of God. It is because he is faithful. He will help you in the throes of this battle. His word is everything, and that is why we must rely upon it. Now move down in the same area, 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. Let's read verses 15 through 17. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people 
to do every good work. The word is not to be shunned, put to the side, or ignored. We don't need more pretenders of the faith. Amen? We need contenders of the faith. People who are ready to speak and share God's truth, whether it's convenient to do so or not. That's what we need right now. In this world today, we need contenders of the faith ready to speak up, ready to stand for Jesus. You will win the battle and overcome spiritual warfare with the help of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, but you must prepare. You must prepare. You must put in the time for study. Amen? You have to learn the terminology with scripture in order to execute it properly. And you have to trust the teacher, Jesus, and have confidence in his word. Here's a tough part of this message for everyone to know and understand. I can't make you do any of these things. You have to want to do these things on your own. It's not about me giving you orders to do it. I can make very strong suggestions, of course, but you have to decide what you want to do with that. I can't make you do anything. You have to want to do it for yourself. A football player has to put in the work ahead of time even before he smells the grass on the football field. He has to work out. He may not like working out, but he has to do it in order to give himself the best chance to win. A football player will not remain a football player if he slacks off in any way. Do not allow yourself to be counted among those who slacks off and fails to put in the time to study God's word. If you find yourself always calling on the Lord to perform miracle after miracle in your life to fix your issues, then you've missed the point. You're not winning anything. You're losing. Now, if you are losing, it's not over. You're still in the battle, but time is short. How are you to handle the attacks from Satan and spiritual warfare? Let's use this time to provide clarity as to what spiritual warfare is and how each one of us is to respond to it. Within this clarification is self-analysis because ultimately it does start with you. You have to start with yourself. First, we need to identify spiritual warfare for what it really is. And for those of you who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he will give you the wisdom of insight. If you're not careful, you will, you might inaccurately see what spiritual warfare is if we merely look at appearances. We can go overboard if we label every sin that we commit, every conflict and every problem as being demonic in nature. Be careful if you do this because you need to understand that in your flesh, you can sin on your own accord, stir up quarrels with others and create problems with, without any help from anyone else. You also should heed the warnings in Scripture about the spiritual realm. These are very, very 
clear indicators that what we're dealing with, of course we have flesh on our own, but look at what it says in Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. This is also the New Living Translation. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Spiritual warfare involves attacks from Satan, but it also can reside within our own hearts because we remain spiritually blind to the reality that we need Jesus in every aspect of our lives. Every aspect of our lives. Not just parts here and other parts, we won't even worry about it. Every part of our life has to have Jesus in it. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. They don't turn everything over to Jesus. They don't ask for forgiveness in places where they should. Take a look at 1 John chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 5 through 8. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. We don't need to keep lying to ourselves. Look at what it says here. Verse one or verse five, first John one. This is the message that we heard we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. Verse six. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Amen. As I stated earlier, you are to contend for the faith and not be a pretender. Pretenders will lose in battle. But contenders will endure, stand firm, and faithfully serve Jesus at every opportunity. Oh, and it's not about impressing your family or your friends. You need to work all this out in fervent prayer with humility to the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of us act sometimes looking at outside appearances really mattering. Does it really matter? No, not with Jesus it doesn't. Here's a brief pause to those listening who do not know Jesus. It is indeed my pleasure and responsibility to let you know that you do not need to continue to live outside of God's will for you. He wants you to seek him and give you his wisdom and knowledge to be able to go on and get on the winning side of this spiritual warfare that we all must deal with. All of us have to deal with this. He welcomes your questions and your comments. He wants you to speak to him right now. He wants to speak to you right now about your life and where you are. Take the time to listen to him. 
right now. Self-reflection, when compared to the person of Jesus Christ, should be quite humbling for all of us. Take a look at Philippians 2, and let's look at verses 3 through 5. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. Verse 3 in Philippians 2. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Amen. If you don't get anything else out of this message, we have to make sure that we are replicating the character of Jesus Christ in how we live. That's what we need to do. So we see how important it is for us to know who we are as we prepare for battle. Not every football player is cut out to play quarterback. A good football team needs excellent linemen, otherwise the quarterback's going to get clobbered. Receivers won't catch many passes at all. Running backs are going to struggle if the blocking in front of them is poor. The entire team, coaches and players, regardless of size or strength, need to put in the appropriate preparation time. All of us, within the sound of my voice, need to prepare for spiritual warfare. You're preparing your mind with the proper focus. You must practice a daily reading and in-depth study of scripture. What you put into it is what you will get out of it. Please go to Colossians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 16. Colossians 3 verse 16. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And of course, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God will tell you exactly where you are so that you will be able to ready and ready to move in his power, strength, and ability. That's the beauty of the word. It convicts us. It helps us. It gives us what we need to make corrections and changes. Next, you must remain prayerful all day long. Not just during your reading and study time. Pray all day to stay in fellowship with the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit all day in order to live and move in his strength. Go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, please. Colossians 4, verse 2. Now, this will be from the English Standard Version. It's a very simple verse, but 
I like how it says that we need to stay in prayer and continue in fellowship all day long. Colossians 4, verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. All day long we should be in prayer. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as our comforter in the King James Bible and our helper and advocate in modern translations. All of these refer back to the original Greek word parakletos. Parakletos. P-A-R-A-K-L-E-T-O-S, which is someone who is called to one side for help. Amen. The Spirit is always there for us when we use him as a resource. And that's the key, using him as a resource. He's there for us all the time. I will summarize today's message in a similar manner that Paul shared in his letter to the church at Ephesus. Our victory over spiritual warfare is assured when we know who we are in Christ, know that we need Christ, and have the sense to rely upon Christ during our battle. Please turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verses 10 through 18, and we'll go through it together. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18. Verse 10 of Ephesians 6. This is the New Living Translation. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news that you, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Now, what we've just talked about is embodied in those last verses that we've just read. We rely upon Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. We rely upon the word of God to be that sword And we hold up that shield of faith, which means we trust in Jesus Christ to take care of all those fiery arrows that are being hurled against us. The enemy cannot beat us if we're doing these things as described. Please remember that your personal preparation and study time will give you the foundational support necessary to live, grow, and endure in Jesus Christ.
Paul says it correctly here. You will be fully prepared. And you will win. Call on Jesus right now. He will show you what you need to do. He already has the victory over Satan and death. All he wants to do now is just join him. Amen. Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for giving us what we need to be able to function and not just survive, but thrive in this world today. Lord, we know everything that's going on outside, but may we get closer to you in the midst of all of these things. May we have faith and trust in you completely. May we completely devote ourselves to you in preparation that will help us to be able to act in your word and grow and endure. We thank you, Lord, for the teachings you give to us. We thank you for these healthy reminders. Lord, we know we have to put in the time if we really want to see the fruits of our labor and see your fruits. And we thank you for the very fruits of the Spirit that you give to us as well, too, to live for you and be a great example for you in the world today. Bless us and keep us, Lord. We need your strength. We need your help. We need your very presence at all times. We give you praise and all these things, and we thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us for another message for Akron Elias Fellowship Church. We welcome all of you to join us online at akronelias.org as well as our Akron Elias Fellowship Facebook page. And if you're in Akron, Ohio, we would love to see you in church with us. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you soon.